Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. All right, we're back on the ED Radio Podcast. My name's Casey Kalman. I'm your host today, joined by certified sex therapist, Mark Goldberg. Hi. Today we're going to be investigating some Reddit questions. For those who are not familiar with Reddit, it's an American, this is the Wikipedia definition of Reddit. So it's an American social news aggregation web content rating and discussion website. Registered members on Reddit, and believe me, you don't have to qualify to become a registered member on Reddit. Uh, You just sign up. So registered members submit content to the site, such as links, text posts, images, video. And then they are either voted up or voted down by the members. So if something, a piece of content gets very viral, it'll get voted up all the way by millions of people. So just a quick note, some of these questions and comments have been condensed and shortened for the purposes of this podcast, but these are real questions that we've pulled off the erectile dysfunction subreddit where users post their questions in hopes that people will respond who are educated on the topic on the forum. And today we have a certified sex therapist who's going to be reacting and answering some of these questions that I went ahead and pulled off Reddit. So Casey, before we get Mm -hmm. to the questions, I want to just jump in here Yes, and say, so I am not very familiar with Reddit, but I do know that some of the men that I've worked with over the years do look things up on Reddit. And what I understand is that it's largely an unmoderated forum where people can raise questions and other people can answer those questions. So I I want to emphasize this. I am not advocating on this podcast episode to utilize Reddit or other unmoderated forums because what I have found is that a lot of the content and a lot of the responses do not come from qualified professionals. And they are oftentimes, this is more anxiety inducing than it is anxiety relieving, which certainly does not help anything in this process. So for any of our listeners who are not currently looking for answers on Reddit, I am not suggesting through this episode they go look on Reddit. No, and I hope that this episode can bring some facts and some education to this forum. Let's go ahead and just pull questions off the subreddit of the erectile dysfunction subreddit. So if you have questions out there, you know, you can submit them directly to us at erectioniq.com. You can skip the middleman if you ha- want us to address anything on the podcast. But um, in this case, I have gone into the erectile dysfunction subreddit and pulled these questions. I'm kind of excited to see what what's out there and see if we can help to make yeah. sense and get some clarity about some of these questions. Yes, and I have pulled a lot of questions that are related to your expertise, Mark, which is the psychology and the psychological end of erectile dysfunction. So there's a lot of questions that we have not, I have not touched today that would very much be best 
addressed by a urologist or a primary care provider. But these questions I did cherry pick tend to lean towards the more psychological questions. All right, perfect. Let's get in there. Okay. So headline on this question is, so is it better to fix psychological and performance ED before pursuing a love interest? It's really a clinical judgment question. And what I mean by that is I think people are made up differently in terms of what they are looking for in a sexual relationship and in a relationship in general. So if a person is asking this question from the vantage point of wanting to uh, get on a, a dating app for a quick hookup, that's going to be very different than somebody who is looking to uh, settle down in a relationship and uh, maybe build a family. These are two very uh, different pursuits. So I'm not sure what the uh, the user or the writer here means uh, okay. when he says before pursuing. A okay, so I'll read a little bit more. So as as, as those of you who are familiar with Reddit know. Um, there's the headline and then you can add more content in the body of the reply. So the user has also added, is it better to wait, build my self-esteem, tackle my anxiety problems first before pursuing dating in casual hookups? This user said they are very concerned about causing ED trauma for themselves and making performance anxiety worse. Um, this person, this Reddit user said that they did have anxiety and they think it would mess them up and they don't want to regret this particular opportunity that they have with pursuing a love interest. I'm not necessarily worried about trauma, but I can understand that uh, pursuing too quickly when you're not ready can lead to uh, increased performance anxiety and unwanted outcomes of erectile dysfunction. And I definitely can understand not wanting to engage in that type of loop. So generally speaking, if a person is interested in pursuing a hookup or uh, casual dating, uh, I think the route of first addressing performance anxiety on one's, like by oneself is probably advisable uh, to the extent that it is possible to do that. So let me explain what I mean. Obviously, without being in the situation, it is going to be very difficult to know how well you have actually addressed the performance anxiety. There are a number of things that people can do uh, from an individual perspective to better regulate the anxiety that they experience. At the same time, until they get into the situation, we're just simply not going to know how effective that is going to be. So for somebody who is going to get a one-time one shot at this, I think spending some time uh, trying to understand the nature of the performance anxiety, um, what they can be doing to address the performance anxiety, how they can work on better regulating their feelings both leading up to and in the moment is probably the uh, direction that I would encourage them to look at. Now, obviously, I recognize this is a very broad blanket statement. I do not know anything more about the writer. I don't know the writer's age. I don't know where he is in his life. But as a general uh, rule, that's probably what I would advise. Okay. Let's move on now to the next question I'm going to have our certified sex therapist respond to. And this user, Reddit user, says, 
please, somebody help. I'm at a loose end and I feel like my life is over. I just want to be able to get hard without using Viagra. I've ended up getting dependent on Viagra. Um, she loves having sex with me, but when I don't have Viagra, I just don't seem to get hard enough half the time. And it really frustrates both of us. I've quit smoking and am now vaping, quit alcohol. I'm worried it could possibly be physical, but also mental because of my nerves and stress. Can somebody who is an expert in this field message me? Well, we're going to be podcasting you right now. I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown. I don't know what else to do. So this user is asking quite simply, please somebody help. I'm at a loose end and I feel like my life is over. I just want to be able to get hard without using Viagra. What are your thoughts on this one? So the first thing I want to say is that um, I feel I feel the pain in that headline. Just like there's a real desperation, and and any you know person who's been there, any man who's been there in terms of erections and really desperately wanting a solution. Um, it, it's very, very difficult and very painful. I mean, the silver lining for this user is that, or this this writer is that, um, at least with Viagra, he's able to get the type of response that he wants. Um, but that being said, like many men, uh, they don't like to feel like they have that dependency. They appreciate the spontaneity. Um, and it really, really, really feels devastating and catastrophic. And I, I, I want to make sure the listeners understand that like this is, obviously a Reddit post, but even in these posts, there really is a lot of pain and a lot of desperation. In terms of the actual issue that the, that the, uh, the writer here is describing, um, one thing I don't know is I don't know the writer's age. So I mean, certainly, like I've mentioned so many times in the podcast, I'll say this again, got to get a physical exam. Um, I don't, doesn't really matter how old you are. Obviously, the younger you are, the less likely that there's physical elements involved here. Uh, but certainly, I don't know the user's age. You've got to go for a, a proper workup. Um, that's number one. But let's just assume for a moment that um, this writer is found to be uh, in pretty good health. Um, the question then is somebody who is dependent on Viagra psychologically, um, but doesn't really need it physiologically, what can they do? So one of the things that jumps out to me about the post is, um, again, there's a, there's a hint here, or more than a hint, of a performance focus. Um, when a writer puts that you know, on paper, I believe that the words were, she loves having sex with me, but if I don't have Viagra, I just don't get hard enough. I mean, so much about this is really about the partner. Um, I want to be really curious about what the quality of this relationship is. Uh, what does communication look like? Is the writer correctly assessing um, what is and is not important to the partner? Um, is there any flexibility in this relationship to be able to accommodate uh, some of the process that would be necessary to help this user wean off of the Viagra. One of the uh, challenges that I, I see with this is as long as this writer is really focused on delivering an end product to his partner, but is not 
uh, engaging uh, with what's well, certainly a female, um, is not engaging with uh, his female partner in communication around this, it does become a little bit of an entrapped process where you feel very, very psychologically comfortable with the Viagra, but enter into like really what could be performance anxiety, almost like sounds like a panic here when when you know he doesn't have the Viagra with him. Um, and I think engaging the partner around that process would be a necessary step. Um, in terms of the particulars, again, I, I do believe that there probably is an underlying performance anxiety here. Um, obviously, there's concern about not having an erection. Obviously, there's a focus on the importance of the erection in the sexual process. But I don't have enough information here to go anywhere beyond that, aside from that there are ways to help people address this type of performance anxiety, maintain the same calm feeling. If, if it's a psychological dependence on Viagra, there are ways to create a similar a psychological tranquility mm-hmm. and lack of anxiety, uh, even without the medication. So, yeah, and and this person should be bringing this to the attention of the the prescriber who who <laughs> prescribed them the uh, Viagra in the first place, right? Absolutely. I mean, this, this certainly should go back uh, to the prescriber, and um, again, a a full proper workup should be done. I also recognize that. Um, there is a you know fair amount of men out there who do uh, obtain medication um, through sources that are not able to do a full workup. Certainly in the uh, throes of a pandemic, it's uh, challenging uh, for many people to be seen in person. Mm-hmm. Um, given the distress that this writer is writing and not knowing his age, I think it's certainly worthwhile to go in for a proper workup and an in-person visit uh, if that has not been done. Now let's move along to the next question. The headline here is possible erectile dysfunction question mark. And this Reddit user writes, I am very worried. Let's start by saying this. I'm 22 years old. I don't have any diseases. The only thing is that I'm quite sedentary. And in this period, I'm super stressed. I'm assuming that's related to the pandemic. I've noticed that in this past week, I tend to lose my erection quite easily. The problem started right when my stress emerged. Should I wait to see if this problem goes away? This is a great question. 22 years old, very young. 22 years old. So we're going to make the assumption right now that uh, the 22-year-old does not have any major underlying physical conditions, which he himself has indicated. Obviously, when there is prolonged sexual dysfunction at any age, it is imperative that you do seek medical attention to rule things out. Of course, psychological factors, relationship factors, stress, anxiety can can create prolonged erectile dysfunction. That's absolutely 100% possible. Um, however, it would not be okay to assume that and to not rule that out. That being said, it sounds like this writer has had manifestations of erectile unreliability. It's even hard to call this a dysfunction uh, over the period of a week. And he's also aware that he is super stressed. So first and foremost, I, I, I appreciate this writer saying, should I wait to see if the problem goes away? If you can remain calm and you're not going to spend your time checking that things are working and creating all sorts of stories and narratives inside of your head, I think that would be a great first step is to wait until the stress passes. There is a high probability that the stress that you are experiencing without knowing the nature of it, there's a high probability that stress is 
impacting the erection process. It also sounds like from the post that this user can gain an erection, uh, but he loses the erection at some point in. I'd be curious about what is going on uh, in this user's mind. Is he distracted? Is he stressed? What is he doing during this time? Is, is he physically stimulating himself? Uh, is he visual? Is he engaging in some form of visual stimulation at the time? Um, or is he just noticing that uh, he, while he used to maintain an erection without any touch or any particular stimulation, that isn't lasting as long, which may just be part of a natural process. So there certainly is some missing information. I think generally speaking, it is a good sign that uh, he's able to gain an erection. And um, when he says, I, I lose my erection quite quick, quite easily, I, I'm, we, we need more information about what that means, how quick yeah. that is. Um, and I would, you know, if I, if I was working with him directly, I'd like to track what is happening on his mind. But as a general response, I would say, um, wait to see if the problem goes away in tandem with what hopefully will be decreased stress. Correct. And of course, as you do with all men encountering erectile dysfunction, you would recommend a urologist visit or a primary care provider visit as well? So I wouldn't rush in this situation. Like I said, there are um, a lot of situations in life mm -hmm. that can create temporary um, ED. Interesting. At 22, I, I would be, again, I, I don't know what exactly the cutoff would be. Um, I, I'm not sure if a 22-year-old if a needs to rush out um, and, and immediately schedule with a urologist, given how challenging it is in many areas to get that initial appointment, there's a high probability that this will actually self-resolve before yeah. he ever gets to the appointment. If Give it some more time. Yeah. See if it's a I, chronic issue. I, I, that's what I would uh, recommend, again, barring any known physical issues. If this is an anxious person at 22, they want to talk with a doctor, I, I would not discourage them from doing that. And with the access to telehealth, if this 22 year old has a primary care physician already and is under medical care, if it's if it's not that big of a deal to schedule an appointment and run this by a physician, I think that would be appropriate as well. However, if this is a 22 year old who's not under specific medical care, does not have somebody who's following him um, and does not have a urologist, one week under higher levels of stress, as an example, if this 22-year-old happens to be in finals at college and he's noticing that under that level of stress he's not getting erections, I don't think there's a need to rush out and seek medical care, um, barring any additional factors here that we don't know. Yeah, this user did mention that during this period, this particular time period, that they are finding themselves more stressed and they believe that might be related to the ED. They did not specify if it's a finals situation or if it's a pandemic related stress. So we're going to have to leave it at there and uh, move on to the next question, which is from a woman's perspective. So, I mean, we, I mean, I'm ex really excited that we can actually incorporate, answer a woman's question because it feels like with this topic, it's so focused on male sexual health. I'm, both. I'm, I'm really curious to see where this goes because I know that partners uh, respond and react and take so many different angles here. So whatever is presented here, I'm sure is only going to be one of 
of a multitude of potential manifestations of how a partner can react. I'm curious to see what stance this partner takes. So the headline with this question, this Reddit question, the Reddit user says, my boyfriend's ED and what can I do? So that's the headline. Here's the body. We've been together for around five years. He stopped getting hard about a year and a half into the relationship. It's still been like that. He's not comfortable talking about it. He saw a doctor, and after tests, the doctor said it's all in his head. He gets hard otherwise. It's just when it's time to penetrate is when he goes soft. What can I do to help my boyfriend out? This Reddit user writes, he feels bad about it and has started to withdraw from me. And at the end, there's a frowny face, that emoji that was added in there. So... That's, so, a tough, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. This is a, a really, really tough one. I, I want to, one is, I mean, I, I just appreciate the, the, the angle that this writer is coming from about what can I do to help him out. Um, it, it sounds like she's not really internalizing too much um, in terms of blame. Now, I don't know what might be behind the post, but just based on, on what I'm hearing, uh, it's really a question that she has about what she can do to help him, not what she can do to uh, rectify the situation uh, because she needs him to have an erection. Also really important for our listeners to hear. I think the ending line here was he feels bad and he started to withdraw. And that's where, like you mentioned, there's a frowny face. And I think that is just such a critical message for our listeners to hear. So often it is the way that men react to the erectile dysfunction that has the most devastating impact on the relationship and far less the actual loss of erection or the actual challenge with erections. And it sounds like this writer is having that type of experience. She's also been grappling with this for a year and a half, as, as obviously he has. And it doesn't sound like she's going anywhere. They've built a really solid relationship. They're five years in, but for a year and a half, which really is a significant time, it's about 30% of the relationship, there have been these sexual dysfunction struggles. Um, the, the, this, this writer doesn't say, I'm on the brink, I'm about to leave, I can't take it anymore. She's pretty much committed and in this relationship. And that's also another important point I see more often than not, is that men, uh, certainly in the heterosexual relationships, but it could really be in any type of relationship, have convinced themselves that this is more detrimental and devastating to the relationship than it actually may be. Uh, there's something really solid about this relationship. Now, let's kind of come to her core question. What can I do to help him out? So I am not sure when you say help him out what you mean. Do you mean how do I create some kind of connection? How do I create an atmosphere where this is okay? Or maybe what this writer means is how can I help him resolve the erectile dysfunction. I think the latter is a lot more challenging. And generally, I don't recommend that partners take that responsibility on themselves. Um, at the end of the day, that's a very heavy burden uh, to be carrying, to think that there's something that you can or cannot be doing. And I think seeking advice, and I don't know what the responses to this post were, um, I think can be very uh, disempowering in a lot of ways. I think they can be uh, degrading, uh, depending on what the responses have been. 
Um, so I don't think that it is the partner's responsibility uh, in this instance, given just, again, the general stance here, to try to figure out how to resolve the actual ED. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm imagining, though, for a moment that when she says, what can I do to help him out? I, I, I'm hoping maybe or I'm imagining that the intention of that question is what can I do to to like let him be OK with this or let him know that it's not as big of a deal as he thinks um, and, you know, in those instances, it is challenging. I want to acknowledge that again, like I've mentioned on other episodes and whatnot, um, there's a lot that goes into the shame, um, that a man experiences around erectile dysfunction. And I have seen, uh, very supportive partners just not be successful at being able to get this information across. Sometimes it takes talking to somebody outside of the relationship uh, to really help with that. Obviously, there's a lot of missing information here about what the messaging has been, both in his life leading up to this point um, and what the communication looks like between this couple. Um, I, I think what I would message to him is that it's important that he see how committed of a partner that he has and how much she is actually in his corner, um, trying to help him just with the struggle that comes around experiencing um, erectile dysfunction. Um, I think that's a really important message for him. Um, I think for her, it's I would recommend that she stick it out um, and um, try to do everything she can to let him know that this is okay and encourage him to find somebody to um, speak to about this. I know it's a huge lift. It's really, really challenging for many men to reach out and actually bring this up. This is so common. Um, And it's gonna impact so many men, such a high percentage over the years that the quicker a man can actually reach out for help, and I know he's already a year and a half in, um, but the quicker they can reach out for help, usually the quicker they can resolve these things. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. And of course, if you want to learn more, we encourage you to visit ErectionIQ.com. And if you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast, please feel free to send us a message there. Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's erectioniq.com.